So welcome to Watershed's September podcast. My name is Mark Cosgrove. I'm the cinema curator here at Watershed um, and de delighted to be joined by a couple of people who are um, doing some really, really interesting work um, in relation to black filmmaking, creativity, um, representation behind um, and in front of the camera uh, in Bristol uh, and beyond. Somebody, um, Adam, Adam Murray um, will be known to some of you podcast listeners as he's been on before, talking about his uh, new new setup, which is Bristol uh, Black Horror Club, and he's actually doing an event with uh, Candyman this month as well, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But Adam is also involved in working with Gary Thompson, who sort of welcome um, to this podcast, uh, and who is the driving force behind cables and cameras which has been running for a few years now um, in Bristol, doing a, a variety of kind of one-off interventions, um, screenings, events, networking opportunities, and is hosting three-day takeover of Watershed in venue and online um, at the end of this month. So welcome both. And Gary, on, on cables and cameras, um, I mean, I said it's an initiative that's been, it's been going for a few years now, which you set up. Just, um, can you tell us just what was, um, how did it come about? How did Cables and Cameras come about? And and what was the sort of motivating forces behind setting it up? Thanks for having me. That's the start. Um, initially, I sort of said the story a few times, but um, I went back to university to study, to do a degree in filmmaking at Fire Ashton. And um, in between that, I was just thinking about um, if I get the degree and everything else, it's like, then how do I sort of push out my films and content? And then I just thought to myself, let me just try an idea to try to screen some short films. And so what I did, I approached the queue because they were local, literally around the corner from where I lived, and then just had a conversation with them about trying to do a pilot idea. And then basically the pilot idea, one event, two events, three events, organically sort of formed. And then it just sort of like thought to myself, you know, this is this is something. So when I leave university, I've got something to actually develop and try to figure out and everything else, you know what I mean? But it was just like, let me see what this process is. And I'm potentially, I think one of the main drivers what we just had a conversation about was um, the Black Pyramid. Yeah, to, to be yeah. honest, you know, I mean, it was just like, no one's been doing this for the last like 20 to 30 years in Bristol. It's like, why? Yeah. Um, why can't we do? And I think the closest what we sort of got to that is um, come the revolution, but they were doing their own sort of style. And I just remember going to back to some of the watershed events and even going to the Inkworks Kumba Center back in the day. And then just, just seeing what the guys are doing it's like you know what why isn't anyone doing this like what they've done it's like a template from something what they've been doing and i just well you know what? what's the worst that can happen mm. so, so let me try something you know what i mean and i think you have to try something and i think that it's sort of evolved i got good rapport with with the guys at the cube mm. i built up a good relationship with adam helped me host it and everything else and it's just like sort of snowboard to be honest and i think potentially I've just learned a lot of things, a lot yeah. of things yeah. in the process. What works, what doesn't work. Yeah. How to put copies together, how to design, how to get the right people involved, or what works and what doesn't work, as in 
the film lineups and that sort of stuff. So it's been a it's been an eye opener, you know. I mean, I think yeah. potentially it's just about just trying something. I think this time now, however, this in the UK culture or whatever you want to call it, it's just like now it just seems to be the best time to do it. What, what, what's interesting there, um, about what you say is a few things uh, I, I want to pick up. Um, when, when, so when you first started it, was it, it, it felt, it sounded like it was driven by you wanted to, you, your work to get out to audiences. Um, but it's, it's moved into, it feels as though it's moved into being much more proactive in terms of profiling you know the kind of new generation of young uh, black creatives, but also the those screenings um, and event the events became like a networking as well. So it, it you know what started what started from you know what a desire to to get films up on screen has actually become much more of a active engagement with you know creative community. A hundred percent, and I think when we were doing it, we just sort of realized that it wasn't just filmmakers coming to the events. I think it was creators from different parts of Bristol, but when we did other events, as in we brought people in from Birmingham, and I think over the last sort of um, pandemic, we brought people in from Cardiff, you know what I mean? And, and it's just evolved, you know what I mean? As an online virtual event, we've done some stuff with South African people as well. Yeah. A guy called Pierre Katavi, really nice guy, but it sort of evolved and I think sometimes you just, sounds a bit of a cliche, but things came into my inbox and it was just like, let me try something. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? And then it's definitely a networking thing and I think that's what's come out of it. I think when we were doing it at our peak sort of two years ago, that it was just busy, good vibes. Yeah. All the time, I mean like usual suspects, but they were good people coming to the event and it was like a nice vibe and like, I think people were sort of waiting for the next ones to come along. And that was like great for me because mm -hmm. potentially I got a little bit worried about the numbers. And then I just sort of switched off. It's like, you can't worry about the numbers. Just worry about the content. Tell, tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> I live by not worrying about the numbers. <laughs> yeah, but this, is, but this is what I mean. I think, I think after that, I thought, well, you know what? Let's, let's see what happens. And then yeah. after that, I left that behind. It started to feel a little bit more better. And I felt a lot more confident. And I think it got better. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like handing you, giving yourself over to the process, isn't it? Yeah. In a way. Yeah. But but you also mentioned Black Pyramid, um, and you know that's something that you know came into my mind just because somebody um, approached me about um, doing a PhD, actually, interestingly, on um, Black Pyramid and doing research on Black Pyramid. And for those that don't know, Black Pyramid was a kind of black-led training um, creative organisation based in in Kumba. Um, way back, um, I mean, when I first came to Bristol in, in, at Watershed, all those years ago, over two decades ago, um, you know, Femi Kaladi, who was one of the sort of key um, animators of, of Black Pyramid, was, was doing a trainee programship at Watershed. So he was my colleague um, at Watershed, and that's what got me involved in, in Black Pyramid. Um, and then we put on a festival and we put on, you know, um, a bunch of activity at Watershed with Femi and Ian Sargent and Chris and, you know, people that were in, in, involved around it. And But I keep coming back to it, as it were, or it keeps resurfacing the influence of Black Pyramid and in a way, or the model 
that they sort of operated, um, which was that kind of producer-led activist, community-based practice. But, you know, in a way, that thing about digital technology, if if they had been operating, I just kind of wonder, well, two things. One is the, the digital environment that we now find ourselves in, which means you can connect much more. But I also wonder whether there's a new generation, a younger generation that's coming through now that's much more active in media and in filmmaking that you the, the cables and cameras is is connecting with now. I that's an interesting one. To be honest, I think I think they're definitely more savvy, but sort of going back to sounds a cliche, back to what Pyramid Black Pyramid did, they're not doing that. I think they're doing it individually and I think they're doing it in small collectives, but they're not necessarily doing it as someone that they can look forward to for the next 10 years. And I think this is that thing where I spoke to Adam, I spoke to a few people about how, how do we be sustainable? How do we build on this? And I think obviously with digital technology, you're going to try to push it to a wider audience. And I think that's what we try to aspire to. And I think back then, very sort of analog, but it was very sort of local, not international. Now, is, now you can get global reach. Yeah, like really. I said, I've, I've got links or had links with like South Africa, some people that I know in LA, you know what I mean? And filmmakers from different parts of the country. So I think that's the beauty of it now. And I think that is what I'm trying to aspire to be local, but be global yeah, as yeah. well. But yeah. very meaningful that my stepping stones of where I'm trying to get, not trying to run before I can walk, you know what I mean? If that's ex- the right expression, but yeah. slowly build build, 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 and make more connects. And mm. hence sort of why I'm trying to do this event with you guys at um, the Watershed, trying to take it to the next level, but slowly mm. and use it as a pilot to, 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 to see what works and see what doesn't work and then try to develop it even more. Yeah. yeah we'll come on to Inspire um, in a moment. We just want to bring in Adam. Um, so what, Adam, what is, uh, you're a man of many hats, Adam. Um, Bristol Black Horror Club you, you, you've just mm. set up you know you've involved in Come the Rev um, you've got your own writing um, and, and practice as well so, so what, what was your how did you get involved with Gary and, and Cables and Camera? Very much like Gary said earlier thank you for having me um, it's re- really cool to be back on the podcast again and um, Gary I'm just trying to think about the, we've talked about this but the, the first couple of times that we had met and there was just a sort of natural, instinctive kind of interest in similar things and a similar kind of approach of like, let's try and actually do things, <laughs> you know, as opposed to sort of spending lots of time talking about things, which is also good. And there's a time and a place for that. But what I very much liked about Gary initially was his kind of like go getting, doing attitude and this sort of notion. That, a real gift that I've kind of learned from collaborating with him over the last couple of years, which is like, there's nothing wrong with trying. If you don't try, you don't know. Mm. And I think there's, I think there's a great fear in the current climate um, for both young and older creative people to, um, I think some of that is built around the, the kind of digital community, you know, social media, these kinds of things. And there's a real fear of getting things wrong. And I, I, I always think that <laughs> sounds like a cliche, but I always feel like my, my life is my life has been a sequence of you know 
fantastic mistakes. Yeah. And you, you stumble across things and you meet like-minded people yeah. on your journey. And, and that sounds cliche, but I don't think it is. It's about being open mm. um, to take risks with people that you trust. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I've, I've certainly learned from Gary and, and kind of through conversations, Gary kind of slowly kind of got me on board with a couple of cables and cameras events at the Cube. And that was just an incredible opportunity for me to be able to just sharpen up my skills as a host and, and kind of get used to in conversations and Q and A's and the kind of nuances and responsibilities around that as a craft, because it is a craft. Mm, mm. Right, Mark, you know that. Yeah, yeah. And you know, <laughs> you know, and there's all those kinds of um, skills of how you 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 cheer. Uh, um, yeah, and, and the people uh, that you really enjoy watching. Yeah. I mean, I really enjoy watching yourself and, and, and have done for a long time. And it's kind of, you, you pick up on the the, the kind of the, the, the nuance, the empathy, uh, and a kind of a, a passion and understanding for things. And I think that that's really, for me anyway, that's where I feel as if that's where Gary's coming from. Mm, mm. Um, so I felt very in tune with that. And like, ironically, the name of the event is inspired, but that's something that, that he's done for me as, like, as a friend, as a, mm. as a colleague, as a peer, you know. Mm. Um, and a lot of the conversations we had during the sort of uh, lockdowns were around this kind of, well, you know, it's a negative, but let's find the positive in this negative experience. Let's try and experiment and see what we can do mm. on, a, on a very limited remit, very limited budget. Let's just try and make it happen and experiment. And that's been a real learning experience. I, I'm very sort of grateful to Gary for that. It's been a really good mm. sort of adventure together, mm. that part of things. So to sort of be involved with Gary's event at the end of um, September, yeah, but very excited. I don't know whether you want to. Well, I just want to say. What's... I was just going to say. Let's talk about the the event itself. It's 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 over three days at the end of September, twenty fifth, twenty sixth, twenty seventh. Um, and it's 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 a kind of um, which I, I love the the phrase it's um, you 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 use Gary which is a takeover of watershed and I really like that idea um, as well about you know first of all from a watershed point of view very keen on in, inviting people in to be part of the the that engagement with an audience and and you know I'm very keen to get the kind of plurality of voices coming through the program and 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 into the venue and I just love the description of it as a takeover but just just talk talk us through um the thinking about inspire and um what people can expect to experience initially I I, I did an event at the cube called the conversation mm. about I think two years before that and then I thought to myself I think that was a pilot and it worked. And it's like, you need to maybe step up the game a bit and do it with a bigger organization. No disrespect to the queue, but I think I've seen over the number of years, Watershed have been doing these things quite well. And I thought, you know what, I've, I've got to try at least just to try to do something here or just see what it looks like. And I just thought, you know what, let me, let me approach the guys Initially, we were going to do it last year. It was all signed off and obviously COVID hit. So it's like, damn, that, that, that put that to like a little bit of a, a shelf. But I thought, you know, let's reinvest it or really look at it for next year as in this year. And so 
we spoke, we looked at it again, and then we just reassessed it and it's what, okay, let's try and do a hybrid event of this event, potentially, you know, I mean, and we went again, we, we confirmed with all the sort of filmmakers and the creators and the people behind it. And my expectations of this thing is just like, let's see what happens. I think it's, I think it's something that I can definitely build on with the people involved with the watershed and make sure it's going to be in a calendar for the Bristol film calendar for the next 10 years or however long it needs to be, 100%. And then just feel that my way through the process, I've, I've, like I said, I've been speaking to you about how to produce this thing and I think it's very, I think it's difficult. But then again, I think if you need to try to step out, you've got to put yourself in these uncomfortable positions where I've heard that so many times. I'm thinking, you know what, let me just, let me try. Hmm. It's that, it's that it's that thing we were saying um, before we pressed record is that there's 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 taking there's having the idea and then there's <laughs> executing it and putting it on and there's a different skill set between having the idea and seeing the potential and then actually the the, the practicalities of it which 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 were kind of through we're kind of through the rough the rough, the rough waters <laughs> of, of that and 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 coming into coming into land <laughs> um but but um but but you, you know you've got a keynote um address by is it jay, jay davidson yeah um, um and then there's going to be kind of spotlights and profiles on um, not just Bristol creatives, but also wider. Just give us a flavour of of some of the events and activities. Yeah, like you said, we've got a keynote from Jay Davis. Used to work for the BBC. She works for Fully Focused now, um, a digital company online in London, doing some crazy work. I mean, really, really good work. We're going to showcase Michael Jenkins' Pickney. I think that was in collaboration with the BFI. And with then we're going to network, yeah, with BFI network, yeah, with BFI yeah. network, yeah. And then, um, obviously, going to do stuff with Adam. He's got like a little section, well, not a little section, a section to do with voodoo with um, Elias Williams. And then we've got another sort of exclusive premiere with the Williams brothers, and they've got a film called The Last Summer in Oxford. Going to mm-hmm. do a QA with that, and then. Potentially on Monday, it's going to be all online as then we're going to speak to Daniel Alexander from Punch Records and Back In Project from Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Speak to Fully Focused Guys, Teddy Ingong, probably pronounced his name wrong, but they're doing some really good stuff. They're from London mm-hmm. and then doing another sort of, what do you want to call it, a screening of... Um, Cinema Gallo and Wells is sort of our sort of screening of their sort of Welsh POC collectives, their sort of films, and maybe do a Q&A, but we're just looking at that. But definitely regional, regional sort of flavour of creatives in the UK, POC-led. But um, yeah. it's just something a bit new, you know I mean? I think yeah. Bristol does need it. The Southwest yeah. needs it. Yeah. So... Yeah. And I think I think the way you've descri- you know the way you're talking earlier as well describing that you know it 
it's the networking uh, wider. I mean, you know, is that you know you have developing those global connections, but it's it's like those kind of local connections that were between Cardiff, Birmingham, Bristol, London. Uh, we can bring that region of London into it um, as well, <laughs> as well. Um, and and it, it, it begins to. And with the online, we we can also um, speak to an audience that's that's online rather than having to come in venues. So there's a kind of hybrid event too. But Adam, I wanted to kind of pick up on you know the events that you're doing, which are, you know is is in the horror genre. Um, sure. And and um, you know if you want to tell us a bit about about that, but. But also, I want to. I guess I want to also um, ask you: Will we see the Bristol horror feature film at some point? Do you think when you see the kinds of um, maybe answer that one uh, uh, the second part? Just tell us about yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah. What you're okay, that, yeah, yeah. That's good. Good food for thought. Um, yeah, horror stuff, and it's and it's sort of hit the fan with uh, the new release of Candyman. So, um, but we'll which get into that. Which is just on we'll, um, this. We'll get into that in a moment. Yeah. Which is uh, today. Well, I'm just trying to think when the podcast comes out. As, as we record on the 27th of, of August, it's just opening today, but this will go out in September and it will, it, it, it will still be on um, yeah. Watershed because, of course, you have talk. But we'll come on to that in a minute. But, yeah, tell us about the, the events that you're sort of hosting at Inspired. So, Bristol Black Horror Club. Um, after the cinema we discovered launch with the fantastic 20th century flicks, um, we've got an illustrated talk about the history of black horror. Um, so it's, I think, a, a way of um, introducing audiences to this sort of history of, I would say, at times problematic um, and at times progressive and transgressive representations of blackness on screen. And by doing so, hopefully kind of give us a kind of an introduction to where this new um, spiritual sequel reimagining of, of Candyman sits um, contextually now in the now. Um, and also around this kind of sort of current interest in horror um, and specifically interested in, in uh, alternative kind of perspectives or approaches to sort of reading horror and horror narratives. So, I mean, for me, just to get like, not to give too much away about the talk, um, but the talk kind of leans into, I mean, I remember reading, we, we were talking about this, Mark, we were talking about Robin Wood on the horror film. So that collection of essays, so I've, I've, it's so strange. It's taken me back to sort of student days. Mm. I've been digging back into some Robin Wood um, the Monster Show uh, by, by David Skull, which is fantastic. Um, Professor Coleman's Horror Noir, which again is just essential reading. Um, there was a fantastic piece BFI has just published. Seek that out online. I've forgotten the name of the young writer, but she, it's, she's fantastic. And it really is, a, a, if you want a kind of like a taste of what Sunday's going to be like, it's a great overview mm. of, of that kind of historicity and context. Mm. Um, so the talk leads into Gary's in inspired event. Um, young filmmaker Elias Williams has made a, uh, a UK horror short. It's called Voodoo in My Heart. Interestingly, he's a Bristol Bristol filmmaker. He, he's kind of what, what would you say, Gary? Oxford, Bristol, London. Yeah, he's um, yeah, he's very 
transient. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> it's kind, yeah. Of, kind, of, kind of transient, but I would say he's kind of Bristol-based. He's doing so through conversations I've discovered. He's actually he's pursuing um, an MA, and he's exploring the history of the Haitian zombie. Right. Great. So, yeah. so uh, myself and Gary have been aware that he was working on a on a horror project, and that it might possibly be about the zombie or involved zombies. Um, so with great delight, eventually getting a chance to watch his short film and through a conversation with Elias, it, you know, you know, it transpires that he's exploring this at, at, in great depth. Mm. It seems as if we've stumbled across this, this awesome opportunity to kind of extend the history of horror talk, mm. just kind of like an overview, um, which folks will get on that Sunday, the 5th before a screening of Nia DaCosta's Candyman. It's kind of like a deep dive into one of the topics, elements of, of the history of black horror. And that of course is the voodoo. It's rise to kind of popular culture in video games, all the TV shows, um, all the way back to kind of the exploitative roots of the Haitian zombie in films like I Walked With a Zombie, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, with great delight, we were both like, wow, you know, we could really, this is a fantastic opportunity to sort of deep dive into the Haitian zombie, the, the history and politics of what that motif embodies, the, the mythology, it's the sort of growth of, of its kind of iconography and popular culture. Mm. And then kind of like a, a reclaiming, reimagining of, of, of what the, and, and of what the is, zombie means. So it's, yeah. for me, it's this notion about how young black and brown filmmakers can take something which is, um, culturally specific yeah. and reimagine it and it can become a vehicle for kind of um, for, for creative projects and, and particularly around kind of horror as a, as a as a as a sort of genre vehicle to explore sort of ideas that young filmmakers may not necessarily be able to explore with different kinds of, of yeah, projects. Yeah, yeah. And, and so people will be able to see Elias's film Absolutely, I, I inspired and, and hear him um, talking about, and it's an illustrated, it's an illustrated talk. So yeah. I mean, he, we're, we're already kind of in deep conversation. Yeah. Um, he's, ah, oh, can't wait. I mean, he's, yeah. he's already yeah. started to kind of exchange well, stills and yeah. And I think this is what I'm, I'm sort of interested in from you know, obviously from the curating point. Um, myself at Watershed is um, seeing what um, you know this kind of new generation that's coming through. Um, and the kinds of stories that and genres that they're working with, which is kind of partly why I, I asked about the horror, um, the Bristol horror film, is there? Because it just, it, 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 it just, um, I mean, I've always thought that horror uh, is a, you know, fascinating genre in and of itself, but to be able to tell contemporary stories um, and, and it just feels like there's a kind of renewed interest, particularly from, as you say, black and brown, Filmmakers, uh, well, even writers in 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 the genre, you know. And I guess I'm. I, I guess if there's any commissioning editors out there, um, you know, there's 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 a there's a feature there's a horror feature film to come out of Bristol. I'm absolutely absolutely. Sure. It's part of the mission statement of, of kind of Bristol Black Horror Club. It's on our kind of like dream list. Is we want to inspire a kind yeah. of a, a little movement, you know, a, a bit like uh, Pittsburgh, yeah, and, and Romero. You know, it's that yeah. it's that kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, but I just want to sort of wish Elias luck today because his short film uh, is at Fright Fest. Oh, fantastic! Cool. This weekend, yeah, yeah. so that, that, which is which is yeah, just yeah. 
a magnificent achievement. Well, it's a great recognition, isn't it, of of that of working in that genre. Yeah. So, so it's going to be great to kind of ask him questions about that as well and how it's been received and and what the audience response and and everything is. Well, I'm just aware of time, um, guys. So I'm I'm, I'm going to um, wind it up, but just by um, saying that um, people can find out more about both Inspired at the end of September and also Adam's talk on the 5th of September at watershed.co.uk. Um, and, and Gary, just um, uh, what, what's the, where can people find out more about Cables and Cameras itself as an organisation? Just all the usual sort of suspects, um, social media, website, yeah. cablesandcameras.com, yeah. you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know, so. Yeah. Just a normal um, handles, really. You know, yeah. what I mean. So I'm yeah. um, just keep looking out for them. Yeah, and and hopefully um, we'll see more people at the event itself at Watershed and also online um, at the end of September. So go to watershed.co.uk to find out um, more about the lineup um, and very much look forward to it. And thank you very much, Gary and Adam. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Yeah.